to the Spooky Sibs podcast. Um, I think we've forgotten to say that the last two weeks, or maybe that's just me forgetting because I haven't been the one actually announcing it. <laughs> the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I am your host and the spookiest, Gray Baker. <laughs> I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. And I'm Allegra, the Pumpkin King. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. Love the energy. Um, so uh, the viewers, or viewers, listeners don't really know this, but this is the first time we've recorded in like Minute. three weeks. <laughs> it's been, it's a, been while. a while. It's been a so while. warming up the chops, you know, it's real, it's bright and early in uh, foggy California. And I don't know if you can tell, but I'm speaking more quietly as to not wake up my lovely partner. Um, even though my other significant other, my cat, is asleep at my foot. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So like now it's officially October as the time of recording. Our first time recording in October of this yeah. year. So it is time to get spooky for real spooktacular the, the goonies were a nice you know amuse-bouche a nice little palette mm-hmm. opener the fuck did you call me <laughs> <laughs> great i don't think you're supposed to say that anymore it's 2022 <laughs> um but now with this movie that we are about to watch it's truly spooky sibs season I mean, but before we get into it, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I feel like now it wouldn't be spooky month without a Tim Burton entry into Spooky Sibs. Yay! Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, TB2! <laughs> each week, one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points wins, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment <laughs> this week uh, as i have stated is our second installment of spooky saves and we are watching tim burton's the nightmare before christmas um actually this you know tim burton was only an executive producer and this is really a danny elfman project well, it's remember, called remember. Tim i know no it's not a danny elfman project <laughs> he just did the music no he did like this is like danny elfman's baby like D- tim burton wrote the book that uh, it was like a poem, Nightmare Before Christmas, and it was all about... He also wrote the script and created all the characters. Whatever. It was directed by Henry Selick. Yes. I'm just saying, that but, was, this is like, Danny Elfman put a whole lot into this movie. I, I, I stand Danny Elfman. 
Hey, I'm not. Well, I'm to be not fair to Gray, I think it is taking in the away. title card. All right. It says Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before. Yeah, Christ. I was reading the official <laughs> title of the movie. Thank you very much. Um, and I'm not disparaging Danny Elfman. I was just trying to be annoying. <laughs> it sounds like I succeeded, though. <laughs> Shut up, Allegra. Um, anyways. I know it's like your month and everything, but like, I'm <laughs> um, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're watching Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, let me give a brief summary. Came out in 1993, October of 1993. So only Holland was born and barely that. Um, <laughs> barely born. <laughs> she was barely born. The summary goes, Jack Skellington. The Pumpkin King of the Halloween Town is bored with doing the same thing every year for Halloween. One day, he stumbles into Christmas Town and is so taken with the idea of Christmas that he tries to get the resident bats, ghouls, and goblins of Halloween Town to help him put on Christmas instead of Halloween. But alas, they can't quite get it right. Yeah, that's accurate. All right. And, and scene. <laughs> I know. I, I have a feeling that the summaries on like Disney movies are going to be a lot better than the random summaries <laughs> on the other movies we watched. Yeah. Um, just like, did like bats specifically help? Like there were vampires, but like were there like bats? What? Bats were used. That's true. So I guess they helped. They were the decorations and <laughs> slaughtered by the thousands to put up. You know, Remember decorations. The bats from the Goonies. <laughs> bad, <laughs> bad bats. Yeah, the tissue paper attached to like tennis balls, basically. They're like rubber on like little fishing rods. <laughs> no, did you actually know? I know this isn't the Goonies episode anymore, but it was. It was literally like fo- pieces of foam with like tissue paper or whatever blasted out of an air cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That sounds painful in pedestrian I know. Games. They were screaming. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, exactly. They're just being pelted with bats shot out of an air cannon. <laughs> you could just do anything in the 80s. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> they really wanted to bring in the true, genuine fear of a child into that movie. Um, but alas... We are back to Nightmare Before Christmas. We did not see it in theaters. No. Um, I think it's safe to say. Um, did mom or dad have any thoughts I've on this movie? not heard back from them yet, but if I do in the I, time that we I think it's doubtful. I will let you know. If either of her parents have seen this movie, I would be surprised. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. But if they have, insert here. All wow! Right. <laughs> I can't believe his or her take on that. I mean, honestly, if they respond, I bet it's going to be in a text that I will read soon. And it's going to say, I never saw this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> um, um, but we get into our own pre-watch? Yes, let's get into our own pre-watch. Pre-watch. Um, maybe I'll go first because I have the least amount of attachment to this movie because this was the first time Doubtful. I actually watched it all the way through. <laughs> I've been trying to get Holland to watch this movie for fucking years. I feel like we lived together for four years. I feel like every year I get you, I would like, do you want to watch? And you're like, 
Yeah, and I gotta say, spoiler alert, I feel like vindicated in being not not ah! about watching. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Great. Controversial, but um, anyway, my pre-watch see the, my pre-watch will show you just how little I know about the movie. Um, I've never actually seen it all the way through. Jack Skellington lives in a Halloween town and somehow becomes Santa? This is Halloween. Jack and Sally. I know this reference from I Miss You by Blink-182. Emo Disney children love this movie. (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. I do. Wait, what did you, what was that last bit you said? Emo Disney children love this movie. Oh my God. Damn it. That, yes. That was one of your notes. (laughs) Um... Well, what I, no, it wasn't one of my notes, but I was going to say um, last week or whenever we had chosen this movie, um, I, Meg and I were driving, we were driving to dinner. Oh, so this was like the other day. Anyways, I was like, oh yeah, we're recording on Sunday. She goes, oh, what movie are you watching? And I told her Nightmare Before Christmas. She's like, I don't know. I don't know which one that is. Um, like, what movie is that? Like, I've never even heard of that. Um, now, remind you, mind you, I mean, um, Meg grew up in a very active, healthy family where they <laughs> spent a lot, a lot of time of outside and doing family activities, and they would only sit down to watch TV, like, a, maybe once or twice a week, and they only watched, like, Leave it to Beaver, Herbie the Love Bug, or, like, I Love Lucy. Jesus. Like, it was, like, OG right. TV land. Um but when I told her, it's that one movie where I'm sure every emo kid had a Jack Skellington hat or pair of pajama pants. She goes, oh, I know that. I know that movie. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but I will get into my pre-watch notes, that being said. Um, so I genuinely only remember the opening scene. At least I think it's the opening scene of this movie. Jack Skellington is walking around, moving curly Tim Burton hills as everyone <laughs> sings, this is Halloween. I know he has a dog ghost and there's a girl involved. And I think there's some ring of trees that have doors taking you into different holiday worlds. That's it. Yeah, so like, that's literally the first like six minutes of this movie is all I knew. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's the only duration of this movie i've ever seen before yesterday ah. yeah i think i had only ever really seen like this is halloween and like bits and like there were other like bits and pieces of like i remember him like acting as santa but i do not remember the journey to how that occurred you know gotcha. and also a lot of the exposure like, a lot of the characters I recognize purely from playing the Disney emoji game. Because I have Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> emojis in that game. <laughs> Amazing. So it's like, oh, duck! That duck toy looks familiar! <laughs> it's like part of somebody's powers. <laughs> yeah, I uh, only have a... Like, I, one thing I remember about this movie, um, other than what was in my pre-watch notes, is the fact that when we went to Disneyland, when I was, like, six, yeah. and we had that lanyard and we were collecting pins, yeah. 
I had one of the mayor with a hinged face. So it would go between his like happy yeah, or his scared face. Familiar. I also I remember that like, was one of my pins. I also remember I think during that same trip, so that would have been in two thousand three. And I think during that time, I remember there being because it was November. Must so been. It was like right after Halloween. And I'm pretty sure the Haunted Mansion had like the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff probably in part of the ride. I just remember mm-hmm. there being a big Nightmare Before Christmas, like, boom. It was probably the 10-year anniversary. 93 to 2003? Oh, yeah, that's true. It was probably the 10-year anniversary. Because I also got, like, a Sally pin. Because I feel like I remember seeing a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff at that time. Yeah. So it must have been, like, when the nostalgia was, like, hitting initially. Yeah. Because it was the 10-year anniversary. And then that's when it spun out into, like, Hot Topic emo children loving this movie and like wearing i just remember seeing a lot of nightmare for christmas merch when we went on that trip yes yeah for sure allegra um yeah so i remember all my friends seemed to be obsessed with this movie and they all saw it before me like i remember in 2003 i was maybe in fourth grade and i'm like i got a sally pin but i'd never seen this movie and i literally i think it took me until like eighth or ninth grade to actually see it yeah this like wasn't really a movie that we watched in our house it was like if we caught it on tv maybe yeah so the first time i ever actually saw any of this movie i caught the end with oogie boogie and i remember being so disgusted by his bugness that i was like (laughs) gross (laughs) but i only saw the climax before i like i was like I want to finally see this movie. It was must have been around Halloween Town. I was having a sleepover at Dad's with a bunch of friends. I'm like, I know one of you emo-ass nerds has this on DVD. Bring it over. We're going to watch it. We watch it, like, in the morning. So in the bright daylight in Dad's. What's with you in watching movies in the morning after, after a sleepover? sleepover. <laughs> That's like the that's definitely the second you time you've brought it up. What was the other movie? It was an ad. It was, like... Was it? Oh, it's was twenty months. Like I now pronounce it Chuck and Larry. I don't know. Anyway, um, I have no explanation. All I remember is like sitting in Dad's living room, his yellow living yeah. room, Tuck and having ass. having my friend who brought the DVD over just like excitedly like singing along to all the songs, and everyone was like, "Ah!" Oh. And I remember being like, "This is probably negatively affecting my appreciation for the film because everyone's being annoying." Um, but I like it more each time I see it. Okay. Oh, I didn't know it was a musical at first, which I think also may have negatively impacted my <laughs> liking I, the film. I let's put a pin in that because I have some things I have words to say about the music. <laughs> um, but yeah, besides the fact that Oogie Boogie may be the origin of why I'm so terrified of bugs, um, mm. I love Danny Elfman. I love all the songs. I love most of the songs. <laughs> I like most of the songs. I don't like most of the songs. I remember just like, oh, wait, there's a lot of, there's not a lot. There are high highs and there are low lows. <laughs> um, I, just I don't got, think there are that low of lows. I just got a much. text from mom and she just said, I asked her if she had any thoughts and she said, hmm, lots of Happy Meal toys. So that's her memory of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I saw mom last week and she was like, I was so sick and tired of seeing, like, shitty little McDonald's toys, like, abandoned in my house. Just, like, hundreds of McDonald's toys that you got bored with after five minutes. So I stopped 
I bet I started asking the McDonald's people to stop putting toys in your Happy Meals. And I was like, oh, my God. So do when mom does McDonald's still do that, I do they still so. do Happy Meal toys? All I know I is that so. when mom says Happy Meals toys, like imply derogatory. <laughs> Except for the cups. True. I thought the cups were Burger King. No, we had were Snow they? White cups. You would like, know. Was, uh, oh, All those Disney cups, I think, You're were right. Burger King. That was Burger King. All right. Yeah. Just full derogatory. Yeah. And because I think those Hercules. Full derogatory. I think those uh, Hercules plates we had were also Burger King. Those were also Guys, iconic. Every, every time I remember those exist, I'm God, like, can you imagine nowadays being like, here's your kid's <laughs> toy. It's a plate. <laughs> It's a full ass plate. I don't plate. know if it was a toy. I think you purchased it extra. I think yeah. I think it was like they just re- somehow had a partnership with Disney where they like released extra merch. I don't think it. You came with your like kids. Don't makeup. ruin this for me. <laughs> I think it's. But I, I think do, it's more funny to think remember. that they like they pull out of a Happy Meal and it's just a, a fucking plastic cup. You're just like, great. But I do have a vivid memory of McDonald's having, like, mini Disney VHS boxes that you opened up and there was a toy inside. I do remember those. Yes. And I remember those were, like, those were collectible. Those were amazing. And those were fucking rad. Oh, my God. <laughs> we probably destroyed them. Oh, I'm sure we did. Oh, I'm sure we did. We did not treat things well. <laughs> We ripped off all the tags of our Beanie Babies as soon as we got them. I was like, ah, it's hard to cuddle with this stupid tag. <laughs> yeah, we too yeah, use I mean, them as to toys. To be fair, Beanie Babies don't have any value. Yeah, in hindsight, we had it right. Yeah. We were like, fuck this, whatever. These are toys and they're meant to be played with. <laughs> I was talking to my friend last night and she's just like, I don't think I want kids because I have too many nice things and children destroy everything. I'm like, that is very true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Yeah, especially. Sorry, Walker. Oh, sorry. No, never mind. Love you, Mom. (laughs) Um, So let's get into it. Scores. Scores. Get into it. All right. So. My nostalgia score, I gave it a three, ah. just because culture. I have a feeling that's generous. <laughs> rel- it's like, like I am aware, like I recognize a lot of the characters again, just from over the years of being exposed to this in culture. It's so saturated. Like you can live like Jack and Sally. Heard, yeah, if you want. exactly. That's in my pre-watch notes, and like I, I've heard this is Halloween, of course, like. I think a three is like fair for me never having seen this all the way through. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Allegra. Where are you? <laughs> Sorry. Um, nostalgia, eight. Okay. Because nice. like I felt like in my soul, I'd always wanted to I always wanted to be goth. I ended up looking like a sporty lesbian, which is like <laughs> I mean you ironic. You definitely had the most amount of friends with Nightmare Before Christmas oh, garbage. Oh, yeah. 100%. So I just wanted to make this distinction. <laughs> like, 
exponentially. Yeah. I wanted to be a goth. I did not want to be emo. To me, that was an important distinction. Yeah, and this, although I would say that the Nightmare Before Christmas aesthetic maybe leaned more emo than yes. goth. All of my friends were emo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were emo nerds um, with a lot of feelings. And I, know, I literally said, I like as soon as I started watching this movie, I was like, I completely understand why like emo Disney kids loved this movie. Yeah, Isn't, emo Disney theater kid yeah. energy is this movie. Oh my god, this that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Is like very random like bright random streaks of color in their swoopy hair Mm -hmm. and i purple and pink and here i was being like pink is not goth we do not wear pink it's like the black and pink aesthetic yeah the black and pink the the really smelly zip-up hoodie with jack skellington's face (laughs) on the breast guys with like super black and white striped socks guys so many of my friends super skinny jeans stop super skinny like ripped faded jeans and then yeah black and white striped socks and then like some chunky skate shoe with the brightest pink or lime green laces you've ever seen. Speaking of chunky, don't forget the studded belt. If you were going the extra mile, Nightmare Before Christmas laces. True. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I had Spongebob laces on my etnies at one point. (laughs) My etnies. Um, So the reason I give it an eight is because even though I have a lot of strong nostalgia for this movie and it reminds me of a lot of my friends, I was late to the game. Yeah. I have a lot less emotional attachment than I think the hardcore fans. Yeah. I will say I think my lack of nostalgia had a negative effect on my viewing experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Not that negative, though. I, well, I mean, so my next score, sit through ability, I still have it at a seven. Okay. I'm like, it's fine. I, have I just got a little bored here and there. But, like, a... not so bad that it was a short movie and it was, like, hard to, like, it was kind of over before you knew it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I definitely didn't expect really. where it ended to be the ending. Could be, I think it's just because it was so it short. It ended very abruptly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what I mean. Yeah. Stop motion is expensive. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Allegra? Uh, Nine. Like, aside aside from some, like, uh, I guess I liked all the songs for the most part, but there were times in which, like, oh, the lyrics are a lot weaker in this song. And so it was only in, like, tiny, itty-bitty moments where it was just, like, hmm. Um, and that, it's like, that is the most I could possibly take off. I like, I loved it. And it was very quick. Um, that's what she said. (laughs) Appropriate for children. I have a nine. I have a 10. I only docked it cause like, I can see how this could scare children and they like talk about death and spooky shit a lot. And like. Like, Sally's literally trying to kill her master the whole time, which is, like, fair. She's, like, doesn't... He's shitty, but... I don't know. I feel like a nine is still pretty fair. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't hold up. I have an eight. I also have an eight. And... Oh, I would have... I would have... So, I actually did have scores forgetting that this was my movie. Uh. Um, And I put hold up to a ten, just because I'm, like... I mean, like, the stop motion, it was amazing. It was gorgeous. Like, 
I did, yeah. One of my and, first like, notes. There was is nothing. The there was nothing to really me that was like overly dated. It felt like a very like, in the sense that like Rudolph or like yeah, the original Grinch true. is like it just has that timeless Christmas feel. They kind of brought that feel into this, but for Halloween of like classic Halloween feeling. That's really. I I never considered that connection. That's a really good point. It's like it's totally whether intentionally or not drawing on those stop motion Christmas movies too. But again, mm. with a twist because Ugh. it's Tim Burton and Halloweeny Christmas. Let's put a put in this as well. Okay. <laughs> that, okay. That's, an, that's an incredibly astute point, Gray. I like that you brought that up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, can I follow? I maybe can be argued up on this, but I put a six. I put an eight. Yeah, I think, I think I'm gonna argue up, argue you up, Holland, on that one. Yeah. Just if anything, two and eight. I think um, that was an originary score, but um, I don't know. But, but let us um, pray. Digress. Let us commence. Let's dive in. <laughs> I don't think I had seen the like. At least it's OG for me. Like the OG Disney films intro in so long because mm. I just don't like regularly revisit Disney movies. Yeah, same. And um, it was refreshing. <laughs> nice to revisit. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, as soon as this movie started, I was like, my first of two notes is hype. Hype. That's us. <laughs> it does start off with a bang, I will say. Yeah, oh. it does start and off I think with a bang. This is Halloween is the best song in this movie. And it's kind of downhill from there for Whoa. me, <laughs> Like, I love, summer, um, I agree. summer more fun. Like, I don't mind what's this, what's this, I whatever. Love what's this. I'm fine I like with what's that this. song. I think... The little song that all the little oogie boogie minions sing is fun. Literally, the rest of Jack's oh, fucking not like boring ass songs. I don't love that one either. Can't, can't. It reminded me of like the Phantom of the Opera. Ah! It was just like droning. I liked on I and it. on and on, and I'm like, yeah, I, this is boring me. <laughs> I liked his first song. I liked his first song a lot when he's in the cemetery. Oh yeah. Well, that is Before also, he finds Christmas Town. That's true. I do like that one. That one's fine. I wouldn't like. I do agree that this is Halloween is the best song, but I think the downhill is a gradual slope. Yeah, it's not like a crash. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think. Down. I, I yeah, I don't think it's like a peak and then a steep drop off. I yeah, I just I do think like as the movie goes on, I'm like sick of Jack like lamenting and stuff. <laughs> it's very. It was very repetitive to me as a viewer, who had never heard these songs before, and I was like, oh my god, okay, I get it. Let's just, like, <laughs> Okay, one of my favorite it. parts of the movie is when he's doing science experiments on Christmas shit, and he, like, um, I can't remember, he, like, puts a bunch of, like, like, a Christmas ornament into a beaker, and it changes colors, and he goes, how interesting. But what, what does it mean? mean? Yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I think I just love the oingo boingo-ness of it all like i love how hard danny elfman goes and how much he leans into like his weird amazing voice so i found a lot of entertainment in jack's songs just by that alone 
but that's yeah maybe a me thing i i agree i but i also do agree that like it gets kind of old it was just a lot um, of the same i need more levels yeah that's it was a lot of the same. I like the Oogie Especially Boogie Especially for such a oh, short yeah. movie. I would say my top three songs are This Is Halloween, What's This, and Oogie Boogie song. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. I could do without that. Paul, you cut out for a second, so when you said Oogie Boogie, it sounded like you said Oingo Boingo oh. song. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this movie is gorgeous gorgina yes dude done so like i know and it's well. like i know the the cover of this movie it, it's like that's iconic we all know it but even like when he was in that scene i was just still in awe even though i've seen the image a million times Wait, what I'm do like, you mean this, yeah like when he's like the big moon behind him on the little oh curly yeah thing yeah. i'm like this is beautiful and then at the end full circle we're there now it's snowy and him and sally are there and i'm like this is beautiful. <laughs> Danny Elfman actually did fall in love with someone on set. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And, like, a lot of their relationship is built into the Jack and Sally relationship. Okay, the Jack and Sally relationship barely developed. <laughs> I think barely maybe, developed. Yeah. What, what relationship? I know, like, what relationship? It was an hour and 15-minute movie, you guys. It wasn't even clear that she was, like, in love with him. It, I it, thought it was clear. implied, but it's like I thought that was clear, but it was always like. But it's like, does he even know her? Just like exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was like he just kind of knows who she is, and then he kind of bosses her around, and then he's like, "Oh, but I love you." Yeah. Like, Wait, where did this? Yeah, it's, a, it's from? a bit rushed. Like I think yeah. like Jack's coming to terms with like she was like, "I fucking told you so." This I warned you this would be a disaster, and you didn't believe me. And yeah. he was like, "Oh, you care about me." oh and it's just like and then they kiss and it's like oh uh i guess we didn't have time yeah yeah uh yeah Yeah. i do remember um oh wait no i have a note also not immediately explained though or it was i was confused about like okay i guess sally has visions like that's what that burning oh yeah she just gets a premonition like when it happened i was like okay what is what and then like later it was like she had a vision i'm like okay so she has visions that wasn't immediately split it was like okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm catching up i'm playing catch up (laughs) okay well can we talk about how like moira rose is the voice of sally yeah like yeah the baby (laughs) i would love to re-record this movie where sally talks like i will say her voice she changes her voice significantly it's just so much softer in this movie Gray and I it were definitely talking threw about me it off when I, yeah when I when I heard or when I yeah I was watching and I looked up who the voice was and I saw it was Catherine, Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. I was very surprised because it did not sound like her. Like it was very different. It took me a lot to like to find her. her in my ear. I. But, I don't know if I realize this, that Danny Elfman is only the singing voice of Jack Skellington. Yeah, he is. Okay. But I thought, like, you could barely tell that it's two different people. Yeah, I was kind of like, yeah. why did they even get a different singing the- voice? He's <laughs> singing basically the whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Holland. Chill out. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was annoying Damn. to me. <laughs> wasn't, uh, my, wasn't my cup of tea. Wasn't my cup I of mean, tea. I mean, I did write... <laughs> 
my I want to say my second note, but actually, Greg, you go. Well, first. I was just you gonna want. say. I mean, it does lead into my kind of natural hesitance towards musicals. Is like how much are they singing dictates how yeah. much or how little I enjoy it. Like, there's a sweet spot, you know. Yeah. And so, like, especially for a movie this short, I felt like it was definitely too high of a proportion of songs to not songs similar i would agree with that and even though i'm not saying that the movies are similar similar anyway or nor should the scores be reflected but similar <laughs> to big rock candy mountain where it felt like there was hardly <laughs> any breathing room from one song to the next yeah at least there weren't yeah. like 40 songs in this movie <laughs> yeah i would agree i would i agree with that gray um I do prefer a more at least even balance, if not more dialogue than song in a music. I would have liked to see I'm... more Christmas Town than just the one time. Yeah. Okay, that's I would love to get into the trees, the different holiday All right, worlds. So we're gonna take this and pin the out implications. This pin and I put in earlier, we're taking it out, and I wanna talk about how when as soon as we're in Christmas town, the music becomes so Christmassy and yeah. beautiful and wonderful. And I'm just like, it sounds like Christmas. <laughs> the bells. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, I yeah. love Christmas Town. To me, I was like, this is a Christmas movie. Like, watching it again, I'm like, I, you could probably watch this movie any time of year. Yeah, I, I, it definitely toes the line. That's what like, I asked I when it was drafted. I said, isn't it a Christmas movie more so counts. than a Halloween? But, like, it's kind of both. It's both. I think yeah. it's, like, equal parts because it's more spooky than Christmas. Yeah. Even though... They're still, they're trying to do Christmas, but it's spooky. Yes. Didn't yeah. we at one so point say that we were going to change a category to be spookiness? Yeah, we completely forgot to do that for <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So we're just going <laughs> to, so we're just, maybe next year. I put a disclaimer in our draft episode, because when I was editing it, we had already recorded Goonies, and we just completely oh. forgot to do that, <laughs> and I was like, uh... We didn't do this, sorry. <laughs> but I kept in the conversation because it was such a short episode and I didn't want to delete it all out. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. Let's, next year. Let's pull that pin out. Yeah. Sorry. Let's pull that pin yeah. out. I love Christmas Town. I love how I love it's the oh, it's a really great song. Um, what do we think this movie would have been if he had gone to any of the other worlds? Oh my god, if he had gone to Thanksgiving world? <laughs> Dude, I would have loved to see world? Jack Skellington spookify uh, Easter. And just like, how would that have happened? <laughs> Demon He's bunny. like, oh, so it's about a zombie. A yeah. man coming back. To- I know tons of zombies. <laughs> I was also wondering like how much Christianity plays into this world of like, Christmas is a religious holiday and so is Easter in a way and I don't know but Santa is just an accepted reality in this universe as well right um I was watching this movie with someone who knows way more about music than me and so during one of the songs where they're like building Christmas building Christmas that's the Dies Irae which is like a really famous song about death and he's like it's like they're killing Christmas. They're murdering Christmas. 
And I'm like, that's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, interesting. It's actually, it was making Christmas. Oh, whatever. Also, what's St. Patrick's Day world? <laughs> a lot of the like, doors are, Christ, of are Christian, right? Because <laughs> it's like Christmas, Christian. Um, Easter, Christian. St. Patrick's Day, Christian. Valentine's Day? It's also another saint. Christ, yeah. Uh, Christian. Thanksgiving, colonialism, you know? So it's like, it's, it's very, like... The pilgrims were Christian. Halloween's like the really <laughs> major exception because it's like a pagan holiday. Yeah, that's true. So that's I wonder true. if that's why, like, he's also struggling to understand Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is the only non-Christian, well, you could, Christian-adjacent You could even argue Halloween is Christian because it's the other side of the coin where it's, like, anti-Christian, like, demonic. I guess they, in a way. I don't know. Halloween Town really leans into the demonic, though. Yeah. It, it leans into the, the spooky scary. Um, I have a question about and, how... Oh, my God. Um, I just realized something. How these worlds, specifically Halloween Town, um, adapted with the times. Like, is is their version of gentr- gentrification just, like, people moving in in, like, slutty nurse outfits and, like... <laughs> topical TV show characters instead of being spooky. The opening spirit Halloween story. I like well, I'm saying that's what their gentrification is like. 2022 Halloween Town is like there's only a small pocket of like the original, you know, spooky people, and then the rest is like Williamsburg, and it's like <laughs> everyone is dressed up as like Chandler or. Um, you know, Iron Man. Jim from rat. the office. What did you say, Holland? Pizza rat. <laughs> pizza rat. I think pizza rat would have been welcome with open arms in Halloween Town. <laughs> That's true. It was pretty demonic. <laughs> I like the idea that Natural. So it's like in the human world of this universe, they fully know that Santa is real and like, Leaves Which I guess presents. means that, like, the Pumpkin King is a thing. Yeah, so, like, everyone knows that, like, there are scary like, this is the day creatures to that infest the world. Yeah, so I like the idea that uh, Halloween Town residents are, like, the cutting edge of what's spooky, and they influence the spooky part of culture. And then humans being, like, dumb and capitalist, <laughs> are, like, they make up all the other parts. That's true. Yeah, I mean, the mayor does, like, want to get to planning immediately after Halloween is over. Like, I love his little drawing with, like, bats, and he's like, I got big plans for next year. Yeah. Look at these bats. <laughs> I liked the mayor. I also liked when, like, the mayor was distraught because they couldn't find Jack, and he's like, did anybody think to dredge the lake? <laughs> <laughs> um, one other thing I just thought of, because I just went to Comic-Con, and specifically for Outlander things, got a lot of Outlander on my brain, mm-hmm. and I was like, Halloween is based on Samhain, which is a pagan holiday, which uh, thins the barriers between worlds, <laughs> and that's oh, when he's able to cross over, cross over to different spooky. worlds. Interesting. So you're saying Halloween Town's like in an Outlander situation. Uh, kinda. Instead of stones, there are trees. Guys! Outlander! Oh, hold on. I need to... When did Outlander first get published? It was, like, in the early 90s, wasn't it? Was it, like, 92 like or 93? I don't know. So they... What you're saying is the creator of Outlander went to the theater, saw Nightmare 91. Before Christmas, and goes, but Scottish. 
in. No, the first Outlander book was published in 1991. So maybe Tim, Tim Burton, Burton read Outlander. Outlander. <laughs> oh. Got a little horned up and wrote a children's poem. I've got an idea. There really is not any connection to this movie in Outlander. <laughs> Other than like vague paganism, maybe. <laughs> um. I also did enjoy like the minor chord Christmas song yes. with the band. Yes. I definitely noticed that too. I love that. <laughs> Loved that. Jingle bells like bum bum bum. Or bum, what was the other bum. one they do at the end? Uh here comes Santa Claus. Yeah, here comes Santa I liked Here Comes Santa Claus. But like spooky. But like spooker. <laughs> so the other I was also confused about why the "Quote unquote deadly nightshade only put that scientist guy to sleep because they're already dead. Oh, they are all dead. I think it's implied that like everybody's, everybody's dead. Just dead. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so I want to mention my second note since you brought up the spooky band. Yeah. I was like, ah, this movie has a heavy use of the clarinet, the spookiest of all instruments. <laughs> sure. Is it? That's my only other note. No. I would say the spookiest instrument. Is a the theremin. creepily played out of tune honky tonk piano. What about an organ or a theremin? Organ, duh. Organ, hands down. <laughs> theremin. <laughs> That's the. That's true. That was true. <laughs> <laughs> um... Do that again. <laughs> It does literally sound like a ghost. <laughs> is it an electronic instrument or is it just summoning the screams of the damned? <laughs> You'll never know for sure. So I'm looking at our Nightmare Before Christmas bulletin board and we do have one other pin, okay. which is Holland didn't know this was a musical. It's not that I didn't know it was a musical. I just, again, it's similar to what Gray already said. was like, I didn't realize how much singing there was compared to speaking. This yeah. reminded me when Holland and I were going to see Les Mis oh and God. we like looked it up beforehand of like, there is no talking. It is all musical. And we were like, oh, at least we know now. Yeah. Yeah. I've still never yeah. seen Les Mis. I don't. don't think you'll like it. It's, it's really <laughs> bad. Meg it's like... thinks I would. She's like, I know your opinion on it on like musicals and Maybe. she's like but it's like so beautiful the message is so good like i think you'll be able to appreciate it and i said okay maybe I'll give live? It a- yeah maybe the stage show oh, like an actual broadway yeah, thing maybe. is i think specifically the movie is not i mean russell crowe alone is russell like, crowe cannot it's not in his range at all and he sounds like poopy garbage and then hugh jackman dehydrated himself for half the movie and his voice is fucked up like famous broadway star hugh jackman sounds like dog shit in this movie and they did all live singing yeah. right yeah. like and Hathaway did a great job. Yeah, she won an Oscar for um, Eponine. She played Eponine on the live show. She did a great job. Uh, Eddie Redmayne looks like a Eponine and Ivory. Sorry. Yeah. Don't watch the movie. I would see it live. It's got French stuff. Gray is our resident French expert. Maybe read the book first. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, Ooh. That might be more up your alley. <laughs> yeah. There's no singing no in that. Singing? Yeah, no, no singing in the book. Hello. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> yeah, I would say that the movie Les Mis, I think, should be like the movie Rent, where everyone is like, don't watch it. Watch it live first if you want to watch the movie. Yeah. That's probably fair for most movie musicals. Yeah. Okay. Certainly true for Into the Woods. Oh, my God. There's, like, a live PBS recording of uh, Into the Woods with, like, Bernadette Peters, and it's fucking amazing. Ooh. Um, that is not 100% singing, even though it's a lot of singing, and that that was amazing. I think we're getting... <laughs> You're losing me. I was going to say, pun not intended, I think we're getting a little Into the Woods in the musical phase. Uh <laughs> yeah, so I'm really sad that Grey hates musicals. I don't hate that musicals. That means, like, no, no, all no, no, of the... No, no. I don't hate musicals. It's hard for me to stay super interested and stay engaged. Um, but again, there's a fine line. That'd be really good. Like Disney movies, typically I'm good with. I feel like I hated musicals for a long time as a kid. Um, and then the older I get, the more I... So, like, I'm finding, like, I'm really liking musicals. And I don't know if it's because I live in New York or if I was around too many theater kids uh, in college, but... I mean, you're also really big into, like, musical comedy and shit. That's true. <laughs> I already have, like, deeply embarrassing tastes in music sometimes, so... Yeah, you really well. like I musical think, comedy. I think oh, you really saying that made me like realize just how much... Story through song. Oh my god! She's oh, so into musical comedy, guys. You don't even know what I like. Don't tell you. Like I keep things from you because I know you won't give a shit. Like Ninja Sex Party, and ninja- obviously Flight of the Concords. Bo Burnham. Um, Todd in the Shadows. He doesn't do musical comedy. Bo Burnham. He does comedy on musicals or on music. music. Yeah, but he doesn't sing. I'm yeah. like specifically talking like people who make music. Music. I think it's same vein. Also, like, like Tenacious songs. D. Yeah. Um, sometimes. Salacious crumb. And when you like it, you <laughs> play it all the time. Yeah, Holly used to live with me, so maybe she was subjected to this a lot more. Total side note, Fall Out Boy has a really fun, I think it's Fall Out Boy? It's either Fall Out Boy or Panic of the Disco. I can never tell those two bands apart. They have a really fun cover of This Is Halloween. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. As if it that wasn't tracks like an emo band yeah. covered a song from Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm shocked. If this song wasn't emo enough for you, <laughs> and yeah, and I because I know the reference in the Blink 182 song is specifically about Travis Barker and his ex-wife. I think they like called each other Jack and Sally. It's Travis Barker, yeah, not Mark Hoppus. Well, he's the one. Mark Hoppus is the one who sings it, but, but it's about. Travis Barker. I trust like, you and I believe Shana, you. Shauna, Shanna, whatever the heck his. Shoshana. Is he ex. dating a Kardashian child? He's married to a Kardashian. He's married to Courtney. a Kardashian. What, how, what is the age gap there? Not that. I think they're like the same age. Oh, it's like a senior it's not Kardashian? A, it's, a, it's not a Jenner. It's a Kardashian. Got you, got you, yeah. got you. I don't pay. I was like, is that Machine Gun Kelly? I'm confused. That's Megan Fox. But I know that Travis Barker like is the reason why Machine Gun Kelly is like a thing, right? He definitely like revived or like steered his career into more of the emo space because he produced his album honestly i'm like and it basically just sounds like i'm like when i do i love the idea of like elder emos like influencing young artists he did a song with willow too and avril lavigne yeah the emos are coming back is willow emo she did an emo 
song. She did that song <laughs> that was all over TikTok. What was it? That's not That's... specific. She has so many fucking hits. No, she has the the duet. I know which one. That one. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, but that's not the one that was Travis Barker. Oh, okay. Died. But it was pretty emo. Travis Barker does a lot of shit with a lot of people, though. I'm like terrified of the emo revival, you guys. I wasn't emo back then, and now it's coming back, and I'm just. But also at the same time, yeah. But you were an ego jeans, ally. Or emo <laughs> ally. I'm a lot of allies. I think I was. I liked like the music. You did, but I was never brave enough to embrace the aesthetic personally. It, I would have been <laughs> shocked if you had started dressing that way. It's like not your vibe. It wasn't at all. my vibe. It's not my vibe. But I like the music, <laughs> guys. Okay. And, well, Holland, we can we can change that by getting you some Jack Skellington garb oh. for Christmas. Oh, perfect. Holland, if you didn't fully embrace this movie, then you're never going to be emo. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I know. It's I know. Not the cards. Just, that's, that's who I am, and I'm okay with Look it. Look at this day-glow-ass, K-pop-ass room of yours. Like, it's I not... Know. It wouldn't fit at all. I like bright colors. Um, also, speaking of... Don't worry. I found some $3.50... Uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas shoelaces on Etsy. <laughs> um, another tangent off a tangent. <laughs> when I went to the Sam Hewen Q and A, and it was full of old ladies. Old ladies. Um, first of all, he was like, there, there was a question that was like, "Are you a dog person or a cat person?" And he's like, "I'm a cat person," and the crowd went mild. <laughs> I was like, I was expecting. I did think they go crazy. I was expecting way more cat ladies in this audience. Yeah. Apparently, they're dog people. And that then, honestly doesn't surprise me, if because like maybe like more outdoorsy, hikey people who want to visit Scotland and they do his weird fitness program. So that's much more dog energy to me. Then he asks, "Does or horny mom?" Yeah. Then he asks, "Does anyone have any weird pets?" And the amount of women who started shouting, "I have a horse!" Oh, it's the horse girl. <laughs> This is horse girl oh audience. My God. Horse girls. Of course. Okay. That's why Allegra's there. <laughs> She's drawn by horse girl energy. I am. I'm like, I have a cat. And then it was like, ah, yes. This I'm I I'm, see. I now. see where I am now. I see. Yeah, you you really are horse girl adjacent, but mm-hmm. you're without actually being a horse girl. If we had like obscenely rich parents who were like, we'll get you a pony, I could have gone full horse girl. You could have. We, we were stopped we only by wealth. <laughs> we didn't have the access. Because we lived in an area with a lot of horses. Oh yeah, that's true. We lived in an area where you fully could have been yeah, a horse we did. girl. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. Just It's like monetary barriers. Yeah. <laughs> it's an expensive sport, man. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, we got to get back to this movie, um, which was great, and I loved it. And I loved all the characters. I loved the little flying teddy bear who wants to murder the children. I always wanted that as a plushie. I did love, like, just the quick shot of the snake eating the tree with the kid, like, crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The – how do – okay. Also, I do think if this movie had been made today – where maybe the animation would have been easier to or faster. It just the technology has advanced enough. I would have loved to have seen maybe more of an expansion of exploring the other worlds behind the doors. I think you know what I mean? ever since this movie came out, they were like, "Oh, those other doors, we could have sequels." And Tim Burton was like, "Fuck no." Yeah, but I I think that Yeah. The, if it was made later with better technology, just like 
and then the movie could have been a little longer. I think it could have been fun just to see him, like, pop his head in, like, maybe one or two before getting to Christmas, and then him being like, oh, this is where it's at. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I think it could have it it is- been a fun, like, just, like, because it was only like an hour and 20 minutes long. I there think, was more time to be able to do stuff. I think I would have liked to have seen these artists' interpretations of those worlds. Exactly. But I also cuz but I think they would have made each world really unique and special that it really could have been any door and Jack would have gone full heart. Cuz he was having That's a true. he was having a, a, a midlife crisis. Like right. he was going to attach himself to anything. That's true. <laughs> oh, dad just texted me. <laughs> I have not completely seen it. I thought it was very creative and a different twist for a holiday movie. Thanks, Dad. Can you <laughs> ask him to specify which holiday he means? <laughs> no. Oh, fuck. Okay, some Oogie Boogie Man's motivations were also, it's just, this movie like didn't have a clear villain, but then Oogie Boogie Man was just kind of thrown in at the end, and then he captured two people that we cared about for so, a second. So, the, ch- the, the, hey, Mr. Sandy Claus kind of is trying to set up Oogie Boogie of how they're singing, it's hard to understand them, but they're singing about how they're actually going to betray Jack and give Oogie Boogie Sandy Claus. Right. And it's all, like, implying that Oogie Boogie, and, like, Jack is like, that no good swindler Oogie Boogie. Like, we, I'm like, oh, Clearly, Jack and Oogie Boogie do not see eye to eye. Like, I think they were trying to set him up. Yeah, it's just like, it's like, I feels like two, I mean, I know it's like, it feels like two different stories that are intersecting in a way where like, it's also that Jack is the villain of the movie. Exactly. But then there's another, like, Oogie Boogie is just also kind of there making things complicated with like Santa, but it's like Santa was being captured in the meantime yeah. anyway like he doesn't have like, his dude, realization we didn't, we didn't need oogie boogie there was like an emotional arc and then like an action arc thrown in at the end yeah see that's another reason in. why like the can i follow this is like muddy for me because it's just like it's like yes i like intellectually understand everything that happened in this movie but it was just like kind of hard to like i don't know to just like there's a lot going on. There was a lot going on. You know what I mean? A lot going on, but also not a lot going on. And then, like, wrapped up very abruptly at the end. <laughs> yeah. I don't disagree, and I should be, because I need points. Um, <laughs> but do you actually need points? Do you actually need points, Greg? <laughs> yes. You're only, like, you're, like, less uh, than Dave? 30 points behind me, and I have a feeling this movie is going to get well over 30 points. I thought Gray was winning. Yeah, I so because I've had a movie and Gray has. Yeah, but we're just at the end of a cycle. She's won up on me. Um, But anyways, uh, yeah, the only thing that just like confused. I mean, we kind of already talked about it. That was the main part that confused me. Yeah, I mean, we never really touched back upon how this does have like, it like follows a similar vein to like the classic feel of a Christmas movie, but it's like, it gives you that classic feel of a Halloween movie just in terms of like, you know, like they're, they're timeless, but also like you can tell they're from a certain time. That makes any, that makes sense. 
We're, we're um, able to be nostalgic where, for a time where we were technically not alive. Yes, exactly. And, like, it stays, like, encapsulated in that time in a way that makes it timeless. Yes. Like, it, it never, it'll never feel dated. It becomes a classic. Because it just, like, yeah. it just has its own, like, world and vibe about it. And I thought they did a like unbelievable job, kind of mirroring that, but making it Halloweeny. Um, I've never seen that movie, but that's also a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> I know. As soon as I said it, <laughs> I was like, "Alexa's going to reference that." Okay. Um, yeah, I totally. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Final scores. Okay. Honestly, there's not a lot of movement in mine because I increased my holdup score and then decreased my follow-up score by one. So, it's net neutral. Okay. You increased well, what? Well, let's just go through. Let's okay, just go through. Let's just go through it. So, yeah, nostalgia, I'm keeping out a three. Keeping out an eight. Sit through, I'm keeping out a seven. Okay. Keeping out a nine. Appropriate, I'm keeping out a nine. Keeping out a ten. Does it hold up? I did move up to a ten. Because you completely sold me on your argument that this is pretty timeless. Mm. And I don't, I just like... I can't think of anything else that's like making it not stand up to the test of time. Cause all honestly, most of my issues with the movie are I was kind of bored and that affected my sit through and it was hard to follow. And that's a different category. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now Holland has convinced me to boost up my hold up. I'll boost. <laughs> I it have to, a to be honest, even though I don't like giving nice. you a 10. <laughs> but, um, um, and then finally, and can I follow? I did bump up to a seven from a six. I bumped mine down to a seven. Okay. Totally fine. We landed at um, the same spot. Bonus <laughs> points. Bonus points. Ooh. I mean, it's just so pretty. It's gorgeous. I'll give a bonus point. Again, like what I was saying, like, I was transfixed in that opening scene, like, after This is Halloween, when he's, like, in the graveyard on the curly little hill with the moon. Like, even, I think it's, like, yeah, everything I said about that whole scene. It's just, yeah, it's very, it's a pretty movie. And I have a bonus point for how This is Halloween is basically the song of Halloween. Yeah. It is, like, the Halloween song. It is iconic. So the final scores all added up together um, with two bonus points give me a very comfortable 82. Damn. Okay. Damn I it. I that's fair. I am very okay with that. This movie, so now, okay, scores are wrapped up. Um, so do you guys want to know what my scores were when I thought oh, sure. that I had to critique this movie? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Nostalgia 1. Wow. <laughs> Sit through four. Wow. <laughs> Appropriate for children ten. Hold up ten. Can I follow seven? So you didn't have a great time watching this. I really didn't like watching this movie. Wow. I honestly, I mean, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Honestly. I'm glad I didn't get this movie. It's not my vibe. <laughs> I and, thought like, Allegra like I was going to get this movie. And when, I was just like, oh, wow, what a perfect opportunity to bury her because I did not really enjoy this movie. It wasn't that I didn't like it. 
that's not the tr- that's not the case i, I was, was just not bored. invested in it and i was yeah. bored and i just like i've never caught myself looking at my phone so much during one of our movies and i, I normally don't just, try to at all i did stop it halfway through and had to take a break because i was just like not in it and i'm like i need to give it a fair shot because like the first half of the movie like after i think i just hit a dip like after exciting things happened like after the what's this what's this and i just got like so bored and i was like i need to stop and like revisit i need to come back i I only waited like a half an hour or whatever to like get to give it a fair shot wasn't i now pronounce you chuck and larry i'm not saying it was bad i'm just saying oh chuck and larry kept my attention that's for sure (laughs) i'm just saying i wouldn't have actively chosen to watch this movie and i was it's just like it just wasn't for me i it's not a bad movie i was just kind of honestly bored All of our I was just emo bored. fans are i know i'm sorry i'm sorry i was just bored i was truly just bored all right if anyone deeply genuinely loved this movie and it was like a really big impact on you in your childhood can you just start like tweeting holland just like really emo ass <laughs> quotes and like pictures and things Let's get into some... Trivia. Trivia. So, released October 23rd, 1993. Budget, $24 million. Box office, $91.5 million. Um, it's a decent. Um, in 2001, Walt Disney Pictures began to consider producing a sequel, but rather than oh, wow. stop motion, they wanted to use computer animation... Tim Burton convinced Disney to drop the idea. Um, Danny Elfman found writing Nightmares 10 songs as one of the easiest jobs I've ever had. I had a lot in common with Jack Skellington. Um, Oogie Boogie was originally intended to be Dr. Finkelstein in disguise. Reportedly, Tim Burton was so infuriated by this idea that he literally kicked a hole into a wall. Jesus. Lord, anger issues. What the fuck? Um, In a test shot at the end where the vampires are playing hockey on the frozen lake, they originally used a head that resembled the head of Tim Burton. (laughs) However, one of the producers told director Henry Selick uh, that Burton probably wouldn't like that, so it was changed at the last moment and reshot using a jack-o'-lantern. Selick later said he believed that Burton actually would have enjoyed it and uh, regretted not asking him himself. Yeah, I'm like, damn, is Tim Burton that much of a fucking buzzkill? Like, <laughs> holy shit. No, I think I agree with Selick that he's like, Burton probably would have liked it. Like, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um. Well, that's much. That's that's pretty much it for the trivia. Everything right, else was like very like logistical and like it was just boring like trivia. Like a stop motion shit. Um, if you if I if you guys ever help me make a stop motion um, movie based on a, a poem I wrote, you are more than welcome to put my decapitated head in there as an Easter egg. Great, love the Thank consent you. and the permission. Um, <laughs> let me go get the hat real quick. Hang on. Someone is like dealing with the recycling in Holland's hallway. I don't know if you can just hear like a shitload of bottles being moved around. All right, Allegra, it's time for you to choose my movie. (laughs) 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 
Not that Holland needs a bad movie. Ah. Guys, nice. not appropriate for children, though. <laughs> Guys, no, no whammies Halloween. No whammies Halloween. Oh my god, we did get a no whammies Halloween. No whammies Halloween. No, nice. my teacher ate my homework. No Phantom of the Megaplex. <laughs> so, yeah, let, a reminder of what we missed out on Don't Look Under the Bed, which is a DCOM. That one I think could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, Hocus Pocus, another year without Hocus Pocus. I'm fine. I've seen that movie a bajillion times. We gotta watch the second one. Do we? I mean, I want to. Okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. That one probably wouldn't have been amazing. But, okay, okay. Next week we're doing Ghostbusters. I'm excited for that. I haven't seen Ghostbusters in a really long time. Busting makes me feel good. <laughs> All right. Well, that is all that we have for you guys today. Um, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Latchkey Sibs. Please send us your um, pre-watch notes. Pre-watch notes. I think I actually did. I got a huge. I we got a mess. A lot of messages from a listener that I want to shout out. Um, that I just remember now. Um, if you need to, like, surgically put this into earlier in the no, episode. No, no, no. I'm not going to read through all of the messages because there are a lot. Um, but. That's exciting. From, oh, gosh. I If I pronounce your name incorrectly, I'm so sorry. Kanadas? Kawaii? Um, she messaged. She sent us a ton of messages about her. Or her name is Jamie. Um, about her love for Norbit. And how, as a plus-size black woman, she saw it in theaters twice with her best friend at the time, who was a big boy, and they loved it. So she sent me a huge defense of the movie Norbit after I, like, had talked about how I saw it in theaters. So if we, I guess if we ever do Norbit, I will read maybe the full extent. But I just wanted to thank you, Jamie, for messaging us about that because it was a, a lengthy defense, and I respect it. I respect it. Gray, have you seen Norbit? <laughs> no. I have not seen Norbit. Uh, well, maybe we can't do it. Maybe a guest, maybe we'll have a guest on who chooses it then. <laughs> Jamie? <laughs> maybe Jamie, who knows? Um, but yeah, if you would like, please send us your pre-watch notes as well. If you have any Ghostbusters thoughts, let us know. Um, I don't know if anyone has any thoughts on Ghostbusters, you guys. It's really <laughs> no thoughts, head underground. Um, but yeah. Otherwise, that's all that we have for you guys today. Next week is Ghostbusters. Goodbye. Goodbye. Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see. This our town of Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween.